The sponsor for the month is Free Grace Press. Free Grace Press is firmly committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and the biblical truths of his word. The inspiration of scripture, the trinity, the deity of Christ, the doctrines of grace, and the importance of the local church as expressed by the historical reform confessions such as such as the 1689 London Baptist Confession. To this end, Free Grace Press seeks to publish a wide assortment of Christian literature from both historical and contemporary authors who uphold these core commitments. Our heart is to make available books and tracts we believe will be spiritually inspirational, doctrally educational, and practically helpful for the universal church of God. The mission of Free Grace Press is to glorify God by assisting others in obtaining a deeper knowledge and greater enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Visit our website at freegracepress.com and use the coupon code The Shepherd's Crook for 10% off your next purchase. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 164, and today I want to talk to you about the virtue of being annoying. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, we need wisdom and direction. We thank you that you give that. You tell us in James, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. And uh, God, we just thank you that we can come to you and ask for that and know that you're going to give it to us. And so, as I'm talking about Titus chapter 2 and the responsibility of pastors to insist on these things, help me to do it in a way that is helpful and encouraging. And I pray that these pastors would understand what I'm talking about and they would go out and do what you've called them to do. Uh, God, I thank you for the people that listen into this and uh, God, I've been encouraged by so many of them. So thank you for, for helping people or having people continue to come back. And I'm just so thankful for that. Lead this discussion or this uh, little talk. I trust that you will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Hope you are all doing well. If you haven't yet purchased some books from Free Grace Press, I just want to encourage you to do that. Just as a reminder, if you're watching on Gab, you haven't heard the ad that plays at the beginning of each episode because I don't know how to edit videos. So I'm just taking this in one take and then putting it up there. But on the front end of the audio version on the podcast, you've got an ad that comes every single episode through the month of uh, November, and it's an ad for Free Grace Press. And if we, if you want to get 10% off on all your purchases this month from Free Grace Press, you can put in the coupon code The Shepherd's Crook, and you can receive that discount code. Now, if you want to be entered in to win a seven-book giveaway from Free Grace Press, you can go ahead and uh, share an episode and tag me in the episode. And if you just tag me, that enters you in the uh, that enters you in the giveaway, and you can hopefully get uh, seven books from Free Grace Press. All right, <clears throat> Titus two. Just got done preaching this at our church. We went through a series to kind of be a bumper series between the book of uh, we finished up Galatians, and then we're going into Hosea. We started Hosea this week, and so we did a little bumper series through Titus chapter two. And something at the very end, the very last verse of Titus chapter 2 really challenged me, and I want to bring that challenge to you guys as you're listening in and considering pastoral ministry. You know, there's been great discussion over the last few years about secondary issues in the Christian faith. You know, what is a secondary issue? What is a tertiary issue? We want to make sure that, you know, we've got the inerrancy of Scripture, we got theology proper down, and, you know, we know justification by faith. And if you know those, you know, central pieces, 
then you know that's that's Christian orthodoxy basically zeroed down to the the bare minimum. But the Bible <clears throat> tells us to insist on things beyond just those th- those three things. Or these big, you know, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed, the Apostles' Creed, those sorts of things. Although those are, are great creeds, I'm not against those creeds. But this symbol of orthodoxy has been the central tenets of the faith down through the centuries. And, uh, and, and churches and ecumenicism has encouraged pastors to, you know, really not hammer down on secondary issues because that brings a lot of division. But as we're going through Titus chapter 2, there'd be things in there that many people would qualify as secondary issues. Issues on gender, uh, slaves and masters, several things. We're just going to go through them and take a over, you know, just a, a real quick overview look at the passage or at the chapter. And you're going you're to see things that most people would qualify as secondary issues. And then I want us to come to the very last verse in the chapter and see that Paul commissions Titus to insist on these things. And what I'm going to call for is uh, to the point that you're being annoying. Like, hey, why is this such a big deal? My goodness, come on, man. These are secondary. These are tertiary issues. And Paul's going to say they're not. These are not tertiary issues. These are not secondary issues. These are things that you must insist on. You have to. And if you're not insisting on these, you are not doing pastoral work. This is a this is an imperative not just for Titus, but for every single pastor and every single elder. Is you've got to insist on these things. So, I mean, it's, it's like what, the way I described it in my sermon the other day is, if there's people in your congregation or, or even in your community that hears God's word in things like what we hear in Titus chapter 2 and they want to cover their eyes and cover their ears, where our responsibility then is to come and, and pull, their, pull, their, pull their hands down over their eyes, pull their fingers out of their ears and insist on this. Like, no, 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 no. You're not understanding this. You have to understand what's here. And there's so many things that we would want to avoid in Titus chapter 2, or again, that would be, you know, not in the bullseye center of what we say that Christianity is all about. But I think one of the reasons he says this is because secondary matters that are clear are not secondary matters. When something's clear in the scriptures, we have to insist on it. It's not a matter of deciding what we're going to insist on and then other things we're not going to insist on. If the scriptures say it, then we have to insist on it. And things that, that are, have to do with anthropology, like the image of God kind of stuff, and how we're to live as the image of God and how we grow in the Christian faith is the image of God. Gender issues are not secondary. They're primary. If, if a man does not know what it means to be a man and if a woman does not know what it means to be a woman, that person cannot grow in Christ-likeness because Christ-likeness is engendered. We obey God as a man or as a woman. This has been called gendered piety. You get that term, I think, from Rich Lusk, I believe. But I used to say that sanctification is engendered. It's got gender wrapped around it. So if you're not walking in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ as a man, you're not growing. You're not being sanctified. If you're not walking and following the Lord Jesus Christ as a woman, then you're not being sanctified. So Paul's going to tell Titus, hey, you've got to insist on these things. Don't just make these suggestions. Don't act as if it's not a big deal if they obey these these imperatives. You've got to insist on them. Okay, so what are the things that he has to insist on? And I like this because in chapter 3, there's another grouping of things that he has to insist on. And so that's why he says in chapter 3, <clears throat> I believe in, um, let's see. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry for the delay here. Uh, verse 8, he says, this is a trustworthy saying. I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God would be careful to devote themselves to good works. Chapter 3 has another list of things to insist on. But here in chapter 2, <clears throat> it ends with, declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Does that sound like these are secondary matters? And then, let no one disregard you. That is the pastoral imperative to be annoying. Let no one disregard you. Okay, so what is the content? 
Well, you know Titus chapter 2, pastors. And, and for those that are listening in, if you don't know Titus chapter 2, <clears throat> then let me just introduce you to it. Or let me just bring your eyes to it and your heart to it once again. He says, teach what accords with sound doctrine. And then here are the things that accord with sound doctrine. He talks to the older men. He talks to the older women. He talks to the younger women. And then he talks to the younger men. Older men and younger men are the bookend. Older women and younger women are in the middle. So older men are be sober-minded, dignified, self-control, sound in the faith, love, and in steadfastness. That's something that they are to insist on. Teach the older men to be like this. So pastors, Titus, has to insist on the older men doing this. That requires older men to be humble enough to learn from younger men, and it requires the younger man, Titus, to speak with authority insist on these, and insist on these things to older men. Then he teaches the younger, the older women, likewise are to be relevant and beha- reverent in behavior, <laughs> not relevant, <laughs> forget relevance, reverent in behavior, not slanders to, or, or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may be reviled. So you have implications for, for, for both older women and for younger women. And how unpopular is this today? One of the things that we are to insist on is that older women are to teach the younger women how to be women, how to love their husbands and children, how to be self-controlled, how to be pure, and then how to be workers at home, not to just be present at home. So much of the discussion when we talk about ladies being at home, and it's easy, easy to be a homebody, just to be home, just be present. But the older women are to teach the younger women how to be workers at home. It's not just enough to be a homemaker who's just living and dwelling and staying at home. You have to be a home builder working at home, working hard. So the younger women are to learn all this from the older women and to be kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. These are, these are categorized in things that Titus must insist on. Like, you can't avoid these. And how much of Titus chapter 2 is completely and totally avoided in churches all across this land and across this entire world? It's just avoided because these secondary matters, people say, are divisive. If you preach these and if you teach these and if you require these of your people, you're just going to be divisive. And yet God says to Titus through Paul, exhort with all, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. You've got to declare these things. He goes on speaking to younger men and then to slaves. He says to younger men, you must be self-controlled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. And then to Titus, he turns and he tells Titus that he's got to be the example to these younger men. And so Titus is to show himself in all respects to be a model of good works. And his teaching, show integrity. So don't be an Ed Litton. Dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. They'll have some evil things to say about us, but nothing will stick. The, the evil things they have to say about Titus, it's gonna, the people are going to know that's, that's ridiculous nonsense. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They're to be well-pleasing and not argumentative, not pilfering and showing good faith so that everything that may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. The, these are... Things that have to be, have to be from the heart and mouth and the actions of the pastor insisted on. And those who get outside of this stuff have to be rebuked. Then he goes on to the grace of God. These are things that we want to insist on and that we feel very comfortable insisting on. In fact, verse 11 down through verse 14, it's a very easy passage to insist on because it's about the grace of God. It's so powerful how the grace of God has come for all people. Everybody that's saved by uh, Jesus is saved by his grace. There's nobody that has has been saved by Christ that's not saved by his grace. And then he requires us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. That's not a problem when we speak about that in general. 
Uh, most pastors don't have any problems preaching this whatsoever. And we wait on the return of Christ, and Christ gave himself to redeem us from all lawlessness, praise God, and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. This is Titus chapter 2. And then we get to the last verse that we referenced, declare these things. Pastors, I want to make an appeal to you. Don't be scared to preach authoritatively, teach authoritatively, exhort authoritatively, rebuke authoritatively in matters that other people are saying are secondary. These are not secondary issues. They're primary. We have to declare them. We have to declare these things. And this is a principle that, apl that applies to all passages of Scripture with the whole Bible. We have to declare whatever God has said. We just have to. We have to speak to men and say, love your wives. You have to. Like, it doesn't matter. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. doesn't matter what you feel like. Just love her. Love her. Pursue her. Take care of her. We have to tell the wives, respect your husbands and <laughs> submit to him. And it doesn't matter what you feel like. Respect him and submit to him. We have to tell older men to do what God has called them to do and younger men to do what God has called them to do. We have to insist on these things. And exhort, rebuke with all authority, let no one disregard you. So that's the, the point. Let no one disregard. If our eyes are covered with their hands and their ears are plugged with their fingers, pull the fingers out of their ears, pull their hands down over their eyes, and be as annoying as it takes to insist on these things. Okay, guys. Hope you have a great week. Hope this has been encouraging to you. Uh, if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe. And if you've not yet... Um, left a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, please do that. And uh, I think we'll have an interview this week. And we're going to have a really interesting interview about a really great uh, deer hunt, a uh, non-typical whitetail that a buddy of mine shot. So I think you'll, encourage, or you'll uh, enjoy that. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week.